You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars, the Clone Wars episode, The Phantom Apprentice. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Woo! What's going on, Mike? Star Wars fans. Wow. You know what, Mike? I After two weeks ago, I thought, I, mean, I always think to myself when I watch this show, this can't get any better, right? I mean, yeah. it, you can't raise the bar any higher. And then yet again, Dave Filoni pulls out more tricks, and his team, the whole team there, not just Dave Filoni, I'm just talking the whole team, just keeps raising the bar in this thing. Unbelievable episode. Can't wait to talk about it. So, um, I don't know, man. Any any thoughts before we, I guess, jump into the news, huh? Yeah, let's let's just jump into the news really okay. quick. There's kind of one item here uh, yeah. on the news, uh, and that's uh, they just announced uh, on Monday that uh, the Rise of Skywalker is coming very early to Disney plus on May 4th. Um, so a great, great way to spend star Wars day. We talked last week about, uh, about obviously the series finale of the clone wars, as well as the beginning of the Disney gallery Mandalorian series, um, the behind the scenes series, uh, uh, beginning on May the 4th, but now we've got rise of Skywalker coming to Disney plus as well. Um, which means that for those of you who haven't bought physical copies or digital copies, now you don't have to worry about it. Now you just you'll you'll if you've got Disney Plus, you've got it. And um, I mean, I should hope that you've got Disney Plus if you're listening to this, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> yeah. kind of a that's yeah, kind I of need that. But um, yeah, I I think great news. I I think fantastic news. Yeah, um, it's really cool that they do stuff like that. You know, a lot of studios have been kind of helping their game in the light of what's been going on the last month or two. Yeah, um, you know, releasing stuff early and just giving us a little carrot. So that's that is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I uh, really, really cool news there. Um, and I like, I don't know, was there anything else? Did I miss anything? I don't think I missed uh, anything. Like you know, I'm just, I was racking my brain for a minute. Like, it's since last week, I, I don't think, not even, not even really any rumors going around. You know, it just, uh, yeah, it's just all about been the Clone Wars. It's been a lot of, um, a lot of talk, especially after this episode, all over social media. It's been really fun. 
kind of going through and just seeing everybody's thoughts. We got a bunch of thoughts uh, on this particular episode for later yeah. on too. So we'll get yeah. into that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Know. Well, I guess with that, just uh, jump in, huh? uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. <laughs> Look, it's a, there are, no, it's a banger episode, dude. Yeah. yeah, it, it, yeah. The, the, um, the gallery, the episode gallery is usually around 12 images. Um, and that's where we pull the recap from because there's little descriptions underneath image, um, that, that recap the episode pretty, pretty handily over on starwars.com. Um, this week's, uh, episode gallery is 20 images <laughs> so we got a beast it's a bit yeah. of a beast of uh of a of a recap but uh rightfully so um these two episodes have both been ridiculous and and i think these next two that we've got coming are going to be equally crazy so uh yeah without further ado let's just take a quick break for ads and then uh, and then we'll get into it I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? They call themselves the Bad Batch. You're a Jedi. Your nobility is a weakness. I don't have such weaknesses. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. Hello, Master. It's been a while. Now it's time for the Clone Wars recap. So, yes, sir! Okay, here we go. The Phantom Apprentice, uh, directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and written by Dave Filoni once again. Uh, in the undercity of Ma- Mandalore, Maul emerges from the shadows to interrogate Ahsoka. Try saying that sentence five times fast. Jeez Louise. Uh, the Dark Warrior wants to know. These are all tongue twisters. The Dark Warrior wants to know uh, why she came and not Kenobi and then makes a troubling statement. Soon the galaxy will be under the control of Darth Sidious. Mm. Um, hey, you want me to do this this one real quick, and then we'll talk about the whole yeah, uh, scene. Yeah. yeah uh, before sure. there can be any further debate, Rex and a group of clones arrive, picking up Ahsoka, uh, picking up Ahsoka's tracking signal. But Maul is not ready for this to be their final battle. Not yet, he says, forcing uh, force pushing Rex into Ahsoka and making his escape. So, Mike, a lot of stuff going on. You want to? You want to? You want to start off on uh, just any thoughts on? I mean, well, I have a a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, I, go ahead, go ahead. Look, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna do my best to stay brief in these early moments in the episode <laughs> because yeah. when it gets to a couple of scenes later, yeah. we gonna have lots to say. There are yeah. two. There's one scene that leads into another scene that leads into another scene, and all three are very interesting. Um, not just for these characters or for the Clone Wars, but for Star Wars as a whole. So um, we're going to have a lot to talk about. But uh, I will say um, it's... Look, I get it. They want to have content on Disney Plus week after week for people to come come and enjoy. Uh, and I totally understand that. And, and I totally understand... Uh, I, like the the need for for that sort of thing, but I also know that 
this was conceived as a movie. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not meant to be viewed in pieces. Um, and although there are some nice act breaks, uh, it's it's very clear that this is uh, it just starts. Um, in fact, it's the most abrupt smash cut beginning, I think, in the entire series. Um, it's uh, like we're just right into it with Ahsoka being confronted right. by Maul because that's where we left last week. Um, Sam Witwer just like delicious is the only word that I can use <laughs> to describe it. He's so good. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I did that that top five list of Star Wars characters for me personally. And when I got to number five, realizing, holy smokes, Darth Maul is on this list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, right, right. Um, and I felt a little bit at the time, like I was like, you know, we're going into, into and obviously top five lists, any of those sort of things, they're subjective and, and, and therefore subject to change, right? They're fluid. They're, they're living documents, let's call them. But even still, I, I was worried, like, am I just overly hyped for the finale of Clone Wars? Is that why I'm feeling this about Darth Maul right now? But then we get this episode and I go, no, no, he was already vastly more interesting, I think, than any other Star Wars villain, mm-hmm. save Darth Vader. I. Uh, and then this episode takes everything we know about Darth Maul um, and it really twists it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, yeah. and that is, uh, it's fascinating. I love it. I, 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 I can't, I'm kind of still a little bit in shock uh, at what they do with his character in this. Um, and now, you know, like the real test is going to be going in watching, uh, I think, I think like if you start with the Obi-Wan Satine arc in Clone Wars, I mean, obviously you start with the Phantom Menace and then the Obi-Wan Satine arc and then, uh, and then into the Savage Press arc and then the return of Maul and then, uh, uh, the the um the season five Mandalore arc, mm-hmm. uh, and then capping off Clone Wars with this arc, um, and then and then yeah, you don't really need to watch Solo, but knowing that Solo is a part of the whole story, and then watching the episodes, a few select episodes from season, uh, from what is it, season two, and then season three of Star Wars Rebels, yeah. um. I, I think like there's there's a really interesting through line with um, and I you know I'll even throw a new hope in there because if you're starting with if it's Darth Maul and Obi Wan and watching their story um, and where they kind of interweave with each other and and how that leaves off I think that that you need to kind of follow up that episode of Star Wars Rebels with a new hope um, but but this is like this is the whole point of Star Wars. This is what I talk about a lot when I say, you know, like what makes a good Star Wars is not 
that the story by itself is awesome. Um, like, let's go for Rise of Skywalker, for example. The Rise of Skywalker is a good story. It's a good movie. Um, unfortunately, from where I sit, The Rise of Skywalker does more to undermine other Star Wars stories than it does to add to other Star Wars stories, right? The the dyad doesn't... It doesn't enhance anything else. It's not like it goes back and all of a sudden we go like, wait a second, this char- these characters were a dyad and this was a dyad. Like, it, it doesn't do that. Um, the, uh, the Palpatine being a live thing undermines... I, I, I Return of the Jedi, right? It 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 really makes Vader's oh, sacrifice yeah. at the end of that movie, yeah, not I worth it. Yeah. Um, I mean, to, it, in the same vein, the Last Jedi, I think, probably undermines Return of the Jedi for a lot of people as well because they see Luke Skywalker as a an infallible hero at the end of that story. Um, I, but I I will maintain that that's an incorrect reading of the character, um, but. I uh, say he doesn't he he doesn't ascend or anything he doesn't become uh, 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 you know enlightened he just m- makes the right choice at the end of Return of the Jedi um, still has a lot to learn but good Star Wars uh, let's go for example to Solo or Rogue One you guys know Rogue One's not my favorite Star Wars movie for several reasons. But it it does add another layer onto several elements of the original trilogy. It connects back into the Clone Wars and gives us more of Saw Gerrera. Now it connects into uh, Jedi Fallen Order with that character. And Jedi Fallen Order boosts up Rogue One and... Uh, like it connects like back into the clone wars again, mm-hmm. like in this circular way. Mm-hmm. It, and that's like, like that's genius. That's star Wars. That's when it's awesome. Solo does similar stuff where it's like, they, it really adds an element to, to the empire strikes back that, um, was hinted at, but wasn't fully realized with the relationship between Han and Lando. And, uh, now when I watch The Empire Strikes Back and Han and Lando have these interactions and they say these things to each other, we have the context. We know what they're talking about. Uh, and it and it adds so much more texture and so much more flavor to those scenes um, and really informs them. Darth Maul and Ahsoka having this confrontation in this episode. Tomorrow I've already jumped way ahead, right? <laughs> uh, it... It adds such an amazing amount of texture to the the beginning of the third act of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith because this is this is all happening. Um, and somebody actually pointed out that as the f- duel between them starts, there's a scream sound effect that maybe it's coming from Maul, maybe it's just kind of a sound effect. Uh, it's kind, it's unclear, but it actually sounds an awful lot like Darth Maul, Darth Sidious attacking the the 
Jedi oh. Council Master. Mace Windu. Yeah. With Mace Windu. Fifth of Steel. Yeah. And so I, I, mm. a very uh, astute observer on Twitter put it together and and synced up the two scenes and 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 posted a video of them playing side by side mm. and if if we're kind of meant to believe that they based on some of the stuff that obi-wan says and then that sound cue that that's where we are in the movie um it's 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 very interesting because this is actually this episode essentially ends with the birth of darth vader which means that our next episode is basically going to begin with Order sixty six, yeah. and and it just knowing now that this is happening in the midst of Revenge of the Sith, I think makes Revenge of the Sith that much better of a movie. We talked mm-hmm. about that last week, right? Like, yeah. there's there's oh, just so yeah. much more to it now. Um, I would love to see a fan edit that brings it all together. I know. Would that be crazy? Yeah. Somebody that takes like oh. these four episodes and revenge of the Sith and breaks it Cut. down oh. and intercuts. Right. <laughs> so that like we start with Anakin and Obi-Wan on uh, whatever that planet was, half of something or other uh, the, on that bridge. We start there. Then we follow through to the point that Obi-Wan runs in and says the chancellor's you know, like the Coruscant's under attack. We got to go rescue the Chancellor, and then they take off. We stick with Ahsoka for a minute um, until we cut, and then we join them on Coruscant, and then we just kind of cut back and forth, back and forth between these two things that are happening: the the Battle of Coruscant and the ba- and, and the Siege of Mandalore Siege of Mandal- at yeah. the same time, and mm. then we get this quiet moment in this episode between Obi Wan and Ahsoka, and that scene can insert right into uh i i think the moment before obi-wan and anakin have their conversation as he's leaving right right as he's boarding the republic cruiser um that like like it's meant to be right before that anyway like let's let's continue let's do the next two chunks and then we'll talk about that specifically because i have a lot to say about that Obi-Wan well, Kenobi scene. Yeah, I actually, it's your turn, but I'll just say, yeah. like, just from the beginning of this thing, like you were talking about, you know, this set of Maul and, and Ahsoka and what's going to happen between these two. Even this, even the beginning, obviously, I love the start of this. No sizzle reel, just right into it. Ahsoka yeah. with her lightsabers drawn. And he goes, uh, Ahsoka's like, uh, Master Kenobi had a prior engagement. So Maul is realizing that Order 66 is about to go down. Mm-hmm. And he even tells Ahsoka about Darth Sidious. And if you notice, when he's talking, um, it almost looks like the animation and the way his inflection, his voice, that he still has a little bit of fear when he even says uh, Darth Sidious. I don't know if you caught that, but some for me, I just picked up on that a little bit. Like, there's there's something there. There's a bit of like a Voldemort type of type of thing. Like, like just mentioning his name might. Make Sidious aware that that Maul is still out there, right? Like, yeah, 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 it, yeah it definitely, a hundred percent. Yeah, so I mean, just all that, just the beginning, it just sets up everything beautifully, and I'm I'm sucked in. So um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. You want to continue? Yeah, uh, the leaders of the siege reconvene in the throne room. Ahsoka recounts Maul's claim about Sidious to Obi Wan, who in turn tells what he knows of the Sith Master. 
He adds that Count Dooku will be no use in learning more about Sidious, as Anakin recently killed the Separatist leader. Thus, it is imperative that Ahsoka capture Maul, who could be the key to unraveling the mystery of the Sith and the Clone Wars. Uh, you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Okay, Obi-Wan cannot help, he says, as he is headed to Utapau to confront General Grievous. When Ahsoka asks about Anakin, Obi-Wan send, uh, sends the others away. He reveals to Tano that Anakin is monitoring the Supreme Chancellor under orders of the Jedi Council. They want to know Palpatine's true intentions. Ahsoka grows angry that the Council is putting her former master in this position, and Obi-Wan implores her to speak with Anakin, but there's been an attack, and Ahsoka must go. So, wow, Mike, uh, Kenobi explains who Sidious is. is crazy. He's heard the name, obviously, from Count Dooku. Um, and, but from the timeline, we know that Dooku was just killed by Anakin. He's talking about that. Yeah. Kenobi's going to Utapau, so we, like you said, we know exactly in the timeline this is. Um, and then the whole fact that he's he tells Tano about he has to spy on the Chancellor. And Ahsoka, uh, she knows Anakin, and she isn't happy with him doing that, right? It's just like the Council, she says the Council, uh, or and actually Obi-Wan says the Council isn't always right. An interesting comment from Obi-Wan coming from him, you know, the staunch guy who's been, you know, straight ahead. He says, you know, uh, the Council, you know, he, I think he's even starting to kind of wonder about the Council, like if they're really doing the right thing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he, and, and he wants Ahsoka to talk to Anakin, which is one of the things that I noticed at the end of this. He says, um, no, Ahsoka says, hey, tell Anakin. And then Kenobi turns and says, I will. And I kept thinking, Mike, I was racking my brain like, what does she want to tell him? Obviously, Obi-Wan knows. Like, he, one of those things where I know, you know, I'll tell him, don't worry, you don't have to say it. Like, what does she want to say? You know, is it just like, bye or, you know, um, I couldn't th- I couldn't figure it out. Do you have any thoughts? Um, I mean like I think if I think if if we're thinking of this scene as taking place immediately before Obi-Wan talks to 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 Anakin. Um, it's here's the thing. It's not going to fit perfectly because this is an act of retcon, right? Um, yeah, and true. it's it, I think that it's as skillful as Dave can be to get this in here the way that he does because there is a tonal shift in the conversation between Anakin and Obi-Wan in, in the scene that, that I think this leads into, which is that one we're talking about in the, in the, the hangar basically as he's, as he's going to board the ship. Mm -hmm. Um, like that, uh, I guess it's like a dock or whatever. Right. Um, and, the, in the previous scene between those two characters, it's been a while since I've watched Revenge of the Sith, and I'm waiting until after um, I've finished the Siege of Mandalore on on Monday to 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 jump back in and, and rewatch it. So I'll have a better idea, I think, than the next time that we record an episode. But if I remember right, we've got the scene with Anakin and Obi Wan where Obi Wan asks him to do this, mm-hmm. and. And Anakin makes the comments of, like, what you're asking me to do. And, and Obi-Wan says, I'm not asking you to do anything. It's the council. Mm. Right? At yeah. which point, like, I think that's Obi-Wan saying to him. And I think now that we have the context of season five and, and everything that happened with Ahsoka um, and their conversation, uh, the, 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 the interaction that Ahsoka and Obi-Wan had right before they left for Coruscant. Um, I think that that's Obi-Wan saying exactly what you're talking about, which is like, he doesn't, he's losing faith in the council as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like he's not entirely sure. And I think that that's Qui-Gon in the back of his head saying, yeah, that's what I was thinking. saying you know this is wrong. You yeah. know that the path that you're on has been wrong for a while. But something is off. You're playing right into Sidious's hands right now. And I think that Obi-Wan has an idea of that. But I... But, I think that the key here, and I think one of the most interesting pieces of context that this gives us for Revenge of the Sith and for the fall of Anakin Skywalker, is that Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, the two people who are arguably the closest to Anakin Skywalker in the galaxy, even more so than Padme, um, they still have faith in him. Mm, And Ahsoka doesn't let go of that faith until she sees that eye in that mask on Malachor, right? Like, mm-hmm. like she's still, there's still a, 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 a glimmer of hope that Vader is not Anakin, yeah. right? Until she sees his face. And you know, from that conversation that they have where she goes, I like, I won't leave you again. Like there, there's, there's so much there. And, and you can see, you can tell in everything that happens in this episode Obi-Wan's not not even thinking remotely that like they're thinking like Anakin's in a difficult position. This is unfair. It's unfair to do this to him. But no one is thinking he's in danger of falling to the to the the sway of Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. Right? Um they should be. Like Obi-Wan should be realizing if Dooku could be swayed by by Palpatine, that that Anakin could be as well. But I think that one of the one of the other things that this this scene confirmed for me, which is how I always read it in in um, Revenge of the Sith, is that when Palpatine appoints Anakin to the Jedi Council um, as his representative, they the council looks at it and they kind of raise an eyebrow and go, "This is peculiar behavior from the Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Clearly, something is up." And I think that Obi-Wan, Mace, and Yoda have a conversation that's akin to Palpatine is in league with Sidious, right? Like, that's that's the level that they're at. They're so clouded, um, yeah. and they're so uh, distracted by the war that, that I think that they look at it and they miss the forest for the trees, right? Yeah, right. They see the singular problem of Palpatine has stayed in office for too long. He's appointing Anakin to the Jedi Council, which he can't technically do. We're allowing it because it gives us this opportunity to figure out how is Palpatine connected to Darth Sidious. If if Anakin can get close to Palpatine and, and uncover this, we'll have the key to unraveling the mystery of the Sith, right? Like that's that's yeah. their thought process. And so they're not seeing it. They're not seeing what's actually right there, which is that Palpatine is... Sidious, and that they've just put Anakin right into his grip, right? And that's where Palpatine is a genius. That's where Palpatine is the greatest villain in in history, I think. Like he's yeah. one of the greatest fictional villains ever. Because this is how this is how thoughtful his plan is. Is that like he's anticipating ten steps ahead of them exactly what they're gonna do. Um but but I think that that the key to that working is is that both Obi Wan and Ahsoka they have this conversation and they are both like they're both 
Obi-Wan's kind of trying to say, like, I don't like this either. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And Ahsoka is like, well, then why aren't you doing... Like, there's so much subtext. She's like, why aren't you doing something about it? And he's kind of like, "I like, here's here's what I think happened before that scene where he gets appointed, right? I think that they had a vote and I think Obi-Wan abstained. I don't think that Obi-Wan agreed with this. And I don't think that he vocally dissented, but I think that when they had their vote and said like, are we all in agreement? Obi-Wan just remained silent. And because there's a lot of guilt there, there's especially in James Arnold Taylor's performance, which is so good there is a note of guilt and sadness in it. Um, And so I think that when Ahsoka is saying, tell him, I think that what she's saying to Obi-Wan is, don't leave him alone. You're being called away to do this thing. Don't, Don't leave him alone with this burden. Let him know that we're with him, right? And I think that that's what that scene is, because that scene is Obi-Wan saying to Anakin right before he leaves, he's going like, like, look, you're a, you're a powerful Jedi. You're a what much wiser man than I am. Uh, I'm proud of you. You like, you can do this, right? Like he's trying to kind of pep talk him a little bit. And, and I think that that's kind of like, that's, he can't, he can't just come right out and say it because Obi-Wan's a little bit emotionally stunted as well. It's one of his failings. Right. And I think it's one of the regrets that he has when, Mm. when he is talking to Luke, when he has that moment and when he says, you know, he was a good friend. Um, and he kind of looks at the floor as he does it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what that is, is that, that, that Obi-Wan left things unsaid and, and he is of the, the, the mind after he sees the video of Anakin killing younglings, there's no going back. It's too late now. There's nothing that I can say that could bring him back from the path that he's on. Right. Obviously we know that Obi-Wan is wrong and that there is something that can save him, but, but that's not for Obi-Wan to see. Right. Um, so yeah, it, 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 like this is what I was talking about a minute ago. This one scene, we're not even into the Darth Maul stuff yet. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this scene yeah. with Obi-Wan and, and Ahsoka yeah. adds so much to Revenge of the Sith. It is so powerful. It's incredible. Yeah. No, I took away the same thing as far as just seeing Obi-Wan. And even though he's a hologram, he's he, he, all the context you get from that yeah. and, and just how it applies to, like you said, Revenge of the Sith, just, oh man, it opens it up and I'm totally with you, man. And somebody's got to do that, that three and three hour, 45 minute cut out there and and cut these things together. That'd be freaking awesome. Um, Go ahead. I think it's up to you, Mike. You got to go. You are correct. It is me. Uh, Ahsoka returns to the undercity tunnels and speaks with an injured soldier. He says Maul went right through them and was asking about Ahsoka, ultimately taking ARC Trooper Jesse hostage. Maul rants to the clone, talking about the plan. And grows angry that he was cast aside. He orders Gar Saxon to see to it that the captured Prime Minister does not become an asset to their enemy. And then turns his attention toward the Ark Trooper. He reaches out through the force, demanding excuse me, to know more about Ahsoka Tano and the clone screams. I, yeah, we get our connection to, to the, the Force Awakens, into Kylo Ren here. 
we see yeah. Darth Maul use the same ability that, that Kylo Ren does. Ooh. I'd yeah. say what, um, so it's interesting that, you know, here's Jesse. Um, I didn't know this, but uh, Maul realizes that he's an older clone. Mm-hmm. So he picks him on purpose because he's probably going to have the most information, obviously, because he's one of the older clones. Um, and just some of the stuff here <laughs> with Maul, he's talking about clones bred for combat. And he says all part of the plan. So we're going to have a question about this plan and how much he knows. And I and I have kind of an idea, but I, he obviously knows some of the plan. Does he know the whole plan? I think that's debatable because um, he also says here that Maul wasn't aware of its grand design. Uh, he mentioned that in this particular portion of the show. So mm-hmm. how much did he, you know, it's up for debate, like how much he knows. But um, obviously Maul, right at this point, Mike, he learns about Ahsoka and how she left the order. And then boom, he goes, ooh, there's my ticket into her. Because we'll get to that in a minute about they have this common theme about both of them leaving the order. Or not not Jedi order, but you know what I mean, how he left. Yeah. And then, she, you know, he's kind of putting that on her like, hey, you left yeah. for this reason. So, and, man. Woo, yeah, I have right I have a lot to say about that. I have a lot <laughs> to say about that. Let's continue the next scene, okay. I, which at, uh, has a great revelation. And then I. Oh, OK, um, Bo-Katan speaks with Prime Minister in his cell. Almec says that the re- in recent weeks, Maul has uh, displayed an increasing sense of dread and was interested in someone else's uh, someone else beyond Kenobi. But before you can say who, uh, shots ring out, fired from above by Saxon. And Almec falls. As he dies, he tells Ahsoka the name Skywalker. Wow. <laughs> Another yeah. bombshell. Like, he's... <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll and to that. Yeah, go ahead. Mike. I'm I'm actually going to skip ahead for a second to talk about this revelation because we learn later uh, from Darth Maul that the name Skywalker actually came to him in a vision, a dream, right? Yeah, in a dream, right, right. and yeah. that that's really interesting because what that implies is that the Force wanted him to know. Hmm. Um, yeah. Now, the Force is not as cut and dry as as uh, the actions of our characters right um and and sometimes they interpret things um to be more meaningful than they are i i choose to believe that the force gave um gave maul this vision in order to move ahsoka into this position mm-hmm. um and then obviously i i down the road, Ahsoka is integral in Ezra's mission, and Maul is integral in, in Ezra's mission. They they both need to survive the Clone Wars in order to fulfill that destiny for Ezra. Ezra has to go down his path in order to stop uh, 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 Thrawn and the Tie Defender project. Because the TIE Defender project, more than the Death Star, would have spelled the end of the Rebellion, right? Because Thrawn was right. Like, and, and I think that's one of the most interesting things in Star Wars Rebels with, with Grand Admiral Thrawn, is that his plan of building the TIE Defenders and creating a superior starfighter fleet to the Rebels would have probably worked. Because what did the Rebels have over the Empire? fighter pilots right 
Like, you look at every single one of the key victories in the Rebel Alliance, they are all thanks to incredible pilots. Like, mm-hmm. the, the first Death Star, the second Death Star, the Battle of Hoth, right? Like, uh, 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 Rogue One and Scarif. Like, that doesn't happen. None of that happens without the scrappy x-wings y-wings the variety of fighters and the versatility of the rebel fleet as opposed to the onslaught of numbers of the empire right and that's everybody else's mentality in the empire is like we'll just throw 100 ships at their 10 and we'll win every time but what we see time and time again all it takes is one ship and one strategic tactical move and your entire formation falls apart and the rebels are able to win over and over and over again, right? So all of this has to happen. All of these pieces need to be in place. Maul and Ahsoka need to have this interaction so that later on down the road on Malachor, Maul is not who he was in the middle of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, it, it's it's... It's very nuanced and it's very complex, but I think that that's what's going on here. I think that's why uh, the Force is giving him this vision of Skywalker. Not not because Skywalker's going to come to fight Darth Maul. That was never going to happen. Right, the, right, the, the, right. That path was already determined for Anakin, right? Um, but, but so that Maul would set into motion the events that would lead to Ahsoka and Rex being here at this time um, and together and all of that sort of thing. So, uh, and, and I mean, we'll see in the next two episodes how that all plays out. Right. But I think that it'll become very clear that without them, where they are, they're not around to help the, the, the ghost team and Phoenix squadron and, and that, that rebel cell, um, and if they're not there to help that rebel cell, is that rebel cell victorious? How many times did Ahsoka show up and save the day, right? Um, uh, which like, I can think of four times on, like just off the top of my head, that she shows up in season two to 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 really like pull their their fat out of the fryer, and she is there importantly to bring Rex into it, and Rex is there along with Ahsoka, to help Kanan fulfill his destiny and to become a Jedi Knight um, in his sacrifice and all of that stuff, right? Like, it it, it's, it all builds on top of itself. Um, and uh, it, without this core piece, I don't think that that happens. I, I don't mm. think that we ever get there. Um, yeah. Not to, mention, not to yeah. mention the destiny of Mandalore, which um, we don't really fully understand yet because we're still in the midst of learning about that story, both from uh, what we know from Sabine Wren's story and what we know from Din Djarin's story. Right. So there's, there's still a lot of other factors that are at play that we're, that we're learning about. Yeah. So the, so the dream of Skywalker, do you think he is seeing Skywalker rise to be Darth Vader? I mean, it's not clear. They always don't say that, but I'm just thinking like, what do you think? possibly I don't know I think I think I need to I think I need to watch it again and yeah. and know exactly like 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 kind of analyze exactly what he says about about his vision um because if I if I remember he 
he says that he just like he basically just came out of the vision with a name with the name Skywalker. Mm. And yeah, there's also an element to that 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 he's misconstruing something. I like, like I think with the information that he has on hand, he thinks that this vision is about Anakin Skywalker, but it could very well be about Skywalker in a broader sense, in a very general sense of like, like, look, who's going to defeat Palpatine? A Skywalker is going to defeat Palpatine on multiple, in multiple ways on multiple occasions. But ultimately yeah. uh, at the end of this story, it is Ray Skywalker who defeats Palpatine. Right. So, could it be that? Could it be Luke that he's actually that he's actually getting uh, a, a sense of, um, and, and that that's what they, like he's basically seeing a prophecy about about Luke who's going to 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 be integral in this in this whole thing and balancing the force. Um, it's such a shame now because he's not the one who balances the force. He's yeah. Yeah. it doesn't happen because Palpatine lives, but. Um, so we have to reframe that context. I, but, but yeah, like when we see in star Wars rebels, when he has that confrontation with Obi-Wan and, um, he says like, why would you be like, why, what, what are you doing here? You're like a rat in the desert. Right. And, and he's like, no, you're, you're here for a reason. You're protecting something. And then he realizes someone. And I think that in that moment now with this context, we can possibly infer that he realizes because what he says afterwards, he goes, is he the chosen one? And Obi-Wan says, yes. Right. It's like, well, how would, how would Darth Maul know who the chosen one is? How would he know the prophecy? How would he have any context? And it's like, the force has been talking to him. And I don't think this is the last time that he gets a vision either. I think that, that he has had visions throughout and then the, the holocrons combining yeah. when, when he does that with Ezra, uh, gives him clarity and, and show, gives him some of the answers that he's been looking for from these visions that he's been having. And again, like, this is the thing I got to rewatch all this Darth Maul stuff because it's been so long since I've <laughs> yeah, watched true. that stuff yeah. from star Wars rebels. Uh, from season three i'm part way through season two and then i got distracted with other stuff and 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 need to get back to it but yeah there's so much going on here this is why he's now in my top five characters because this <laughs> character is so fascinating i can understand that i can um, understand it. it's yeah it's so great um, yeah yeah <clears throat> go ahead i here where are we mall speaks is that Oh, sorry. Yeah, Bo-Katan pursues Gar Saxon. They fight in an elevator shaft. I forgot that this scene even happens in this episode. <laughs> and Bo-Katan is ultimately trapped underneath a lift, allowing Saxon to flee. In his hideaway, Maul tells the crime syndicate leaders to go into hiding. Uh, we get to see uh, uh, um, uh, Voss, uh, Dryden Voss, for a moment in that. Um, and commands his Mandalorian followers to make their last stand. Soon the galaxy will be remade, and in the chaos we must seize what power we can. He says. So this is setting up the uh, the the rise of Crimson Dawn. It's already established, but this is this is us uh, finding out that that Crimson Dawn is going to uh, really come on the scene now because they're gonna they're gonna take advantage of this. Yeah, and and you're right. It was. I mean, obviously, it looked like Drayden Voss. It, it, nobody's 
there's no credits in the in the in the show or anything. But he doesn't speak. Obvious. But yeah, it's actually yeah. it it's it's actually confirmed. Um, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. I, I believe it's confirmed on StarWars.com. Um, yeah. I did. Yeah, because it yeah because there was a behind the scenes thing um, that was that was referring to the assets that they used to create Dryden Boss, mm-hmm. which he's basically one of the Mandalorian nobles, and they just kind of changed his hair and uh right uh put some slices on his or those yeah. weird marks on his head yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, yeah yeah really cool seeing yeah. that you got the pike leader you had um and then a lot of people were saying that was Shizor, but uh i don't he's a black sun uh, he's just a black sun yeah he's yeah. just a black sun representative right yeah um, but also the fight too i just have to say before i go on um Really cool to see Saxon and Bo go at it. I just yeah. love watching these Mandos and they're, you know, it's like they're full Mando uh, abilities, right, Mike? It's just, you know, jetpacks, flamethrowers, shields, blasters, Car- hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. You know, Car- Cara has been watching with me and oh, really? we watched this episode and and she's like, she's, because Star Wars is all new to her, right? Like, even yeah. though she's seen other stuff and she's seen Boba Fett, but obviously these Mandalorians are so much more interesting than Boba Fett or even Jango. And uh, who are not technically Mandalorian. Uh, I, but she's like saying, you know, like asking all these questions because every three seconds in this fight, they're doing something different. It's like, right. I, I, he, you know, they're shooting blasters and now they've got darts and now they've got whip cords and now they've got a flamethrower <laughs> and the little, sh- the little gauntlet shield and the jetpack and the rocket. And it's just, she's just like, what's that? What's that? They can do that. They have fire. And I'm like, yes, they're awesome. Mandalorians are super cool. <laughs> she's like, why can they have fire? <laughs> like, cause they're Mandalorians. Cause they're it's Mandos. just awesome. Yeah, but it's it's oh it, as Yoda says, uh, 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 truly wonderful the mind of a child, right? It's uh, it's way more fun to watch these things with with kids. Oh um, yeah. Definitely. Now I mean, like I wish that they would be a little bit more quiet while I'm recording because Kara is in the hallway <laughs> throwing things against the door. But um, she's just working yeah. on her Mando stuff. Yeah, she's just practicing Mando training. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you know, and that that line he makes about uh, Maul makes about soon the galaxy we, we made in the chaos. I mean, he's still obviously knows the plan to like you said argue how much he knows but he knows the plan he's telling man it's coming yeah. the empire is coming uh on the surface republic troops escort citizens to shelters bo is uneasy with the occupation and ahsoka assures her that the clones will leave once they have maul i agree a voice says as they enter the throne room the voice belongs to maul crease fires but maul blasts uh bats the blast away with the force <laughs> That's a tough one. He realizes Jesse, who says he told Maul everything. Uh, he releases Jesse, sorry, who says he told Maul everything. Rex, Rex escorts the trooper out while Ahsoka tells Bo-Katan to go battle, uh, go to the battle erupting in the city. Wow. Um, you know what? Go ahead, Michael, because we can talk about this whole, I guess, beginning of this um, yeah. before they get to the fight if you want to take that next one. Yeah, Maul speaks with Tano, bringing up her disenchantment with the Jedi Council. We were both tools for greater powers, he says, adding that the time of the Jedi is over. But if Tano joins him, they can stop Sidious together. He extends his hand. Uh, you, you know, read this next part, because okay. I think yeah. that this, we'll talk about all of this. Yeah, it all goes together. Ahsoka says she will help Maul, but wants to know one thing. What does he want with Anakin Skywalker? Maul says that Skywalker is the key to everything, not to bring balance to the Force, but to destroy Asidius's new apprentice. 
Ulias of the fires back, Maul continues saying he orchestrated this entire conflict to draw Skywalker out and destroy him, thus depriving Sidious of his prized pupil. In response, Ta uh, Tana ignites her lightsabers. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got a couple things. Go ahead, Mike. I want, I want to hear your thoughts on this first, though. Well, so I I, I saw a few opinions over the weekend uh -huh. on the idea of Ahsoka joining Maul here. Yeah. Um, and why would she do that? What is what is her thought process? Um, and I think that there's a really important thing that it happened years ago for us, but not that long ago for Ahsoka. We're talking about like within the last probably six to nine months. Um, and that it was her uh, crossing paths with Asajj Ventress, who had previously been a villain. Um, and, and in particular, one that, that had tried to kill Ahsoka on multiple occasions. But then when Ahsoka was on the run, uh, she allied with Asajj for a minute there. And, and that was when we really learned that Asajj had turned that corner and was returning to the light. Right. Um, that was when the term gray Jedi kind of started becoming a really big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you use that context and you think of it that way, Ahsoka is seeing the possibility, the potential in Darth Maul, um, who himself is, is, uh, admitting that he was manipulated into becoming who he is, right? And I think that she sees sort of the tragic character that he is. Um, and and that, that gives her sort of this leeway to think, you know, like it could, it's almost the opposite, not the opposite, but the reverse side of, of Palpatine, Dooku, or Maul. And she's thinking, could he be turned? Mm -hmm. Could he be repaired? Because she's thinking of Asajj and thinking she came back from the dark side. So could so could he, right? So that like that that I think is 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 what's going on in her head. I think that's the um, the 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 logic there and why she's willing to entertain the idea of allying with him. I think the other thing is that it, it's a, it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, the devil, you know, versus the devil you don't. And here's Maul right in front of her laying all of his cards on the table. And, and as near as she can tell being forthright and honest about his desires. Um, and, and so in this moment, their, as he says, like their goals are aligned. They want the same thing. They they both want to make sure that Sidious doesn't achieve his goal, mm -hmm. um, and specifically the turning of Anakin Skywalker. Um, so so I think like that's a it's a very very um, uh, enticing offer from Darth Maul. I, I, and she does entertain it for a minute yeah, until she crazy? realizes <laughs> She's like, okay. he'll like, he just wants to seize power for himself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that was the big thing for me. It was one of the big things was she agreed for a moment there. She's like, yeah, you know, and, and, and I'll just say this thing opens up with, you know, 
this inside this chamber, whatever you want to call it, and it kind of reminded me of Luke and Vader and Empire, or Luke and the Emperor and the Return of the Jedi, kind of same kind of setup there. And and Maul says, you know, we were both tools for greater uh, powers, and he's yeah. you know like he's he's kind of trying to lure her into this thing, you know, like kind of like Kylo was doing. And this again, a lot of a lot of obviously nods to uh, Kylo and Rey, right, when he holds yeah. out his hand. And it's interesting that like you, you said this also that. Of Kylo, Rey, ah- Ahsoka, and Maul, none of them are Jedi or, or Sith, right? They're all in these different places, you know? So uh, kind of a connection there with, with all those four. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and the whole key the whole key was, you know, what do you want? With it? Basically, she's just, what do you want to do with Anakin? I don't, I don't understand. What's going on here? And he, and he says he's the key to everything. He's long been groomed for his role as my master's new apprentice. And... Obviously, Maul's plan here is just to lure him there, kill Anakin, go after Sidious, and like you said, Mike, it's it's to take Ahsoka with him. But she's all ultimately gonna gonna suffer as well. But I yeah. just thought it was interesting how she takes the bait for a minute there and goes, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna help you do this." And then all of a sudden, she kind of figures it out. So, wow, what a just a, a great, like you said, great performances, great visuals. Uh, you, you know, the dialogue is great. The writing is just fantastic. Just Everything was was just, you know, thumbs up, man. I, I can't say any more than that. It's just fantastic stuff. So, um, I guess we'll continue. Uh, yeah. Is it, are you up? Yeah. Uh, I see the yeah. Padawan needs one last lesson. Maul says he activates his double bladed weapon and unleashes a flurry of attacks. But Ahsoka stands her ground, ultimately sending the former Sith through a window. So that is a very brief paragraph. Um, and honestly, for a lot going on, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much there is to say. I think that everything that needs to be said has already been said about this. It is beyond awesome to have Ray Park performing this moment um, and and uh, uh, choreographing this battle. Um, yeah. It shows in every single frame, but uh, but but that it doesn't sure does. discount the work that the animators did to make it feel like it was still part of Clone Wars. Um, yeah. This is one of the best fights in the saga. It's yeah. just this is one of the best lightsaber fights we've ever seen. Um, it's kind of everything that you want. And Dave Filoni talked about it in the Clone Wars download that everything that as he said, as brief as the fight between Maul and Obi Wan is, he wanted this one to be expansive. Yeah, right. right. And uh, and 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 it's it's there. It's all right there. It's it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I um, know. I, I like you said. It's it's hard. What do you say? I mean, it was everything that I was hoping it was going to be when I heard yeah. about them doing this mocap stuff. You can definitely tell the difference between just animation and then them doing this mocap with animation. And also a shout out to uh, Laura Mary Kim, the stunt woman behind Ahsoka's role. You know, going back and forth with Ray Park. Uh, she's been in Furious Seven, Pacific Rim, Star Trek, and she was also the armorer in The Mandalorian, as far as the uh, battle scenes. Um, so just, to, just I wanted to, to throw her name out there too because uh, it's fantastic work by her as well. And um, yeah, it's just it was funny too. It's like on Twitter after I saw that fight, I go, I, I put out there on Twitter to Lucasfilm, hey can you guys, is there a chance we could see like behind the scenes? And it was funny yeah. that Kenobi responded to me and you know, I don't have a lot of followers, but 
I think that thing was like liked like two or three hundred times. So it just shows you like a lot of people are into this stuff and want to see. And, and they finally did that today as of this recording. They they put out some stuff and they got to see those two in the mocap suit and doing their thing. And just look at it. it, it just It's just the extra detail. And Dave only talked about this. He wanted to make this special. It was special. You can definitely tell. You can see it in it. Um, and it's just it kind of it kind of makes me think, man, is this could this be like the future? Like we get a Star Wars animated show, but they actually use mocap type characters in this. You know, it just kind of kind of goes out there like they're starting to do it now, and it looks fantastic. So, uh, like you said, Mike, not a lot to say. Just everything that I was hoping it would be. So, uh, shout out to those guys, man. Awesome work by everybody involved. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see where we are. Meanwhile, the battle uh, in the city rages with Republic forces gaining the upper hand. Saxon contacts Maul for help, but the servant of the dark side is uninterested. Any moment my ship will be arriving. Die well, Mandalorian, he says, but his escape will not be so easy as Ahsoka finds Maul and the rafters high above ground. Um, you know, there was a, a moment where Maul is contacting somebody and I don't know if we were supposed to know who that was. I didn't recognize the voice. I don't know if it's just one of the syndicate people coming to pick him up. I don't know if that was supposed to be anybody that I knew. I, any, do you have any thoughts on Mike? Just somebody in the. Syndicate. I think it was just a, a, a lackey. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, their duel continues. An elegant display of combat as they balance on narrow beams and trade blows. Maul's ship arrives, but Tano does not relent. She follows him upward before he can leave, and the battle continues. Finally, Maul disarms Ahsoka and slices the beam between them. Yeah, uh, so right before, right before yeah. we continue on this, I just want to talk about... I saw, I saw some very pathetic excuse for a man tweeting uh, about how uh, they, <laughs> they ruined the character of Darth Maul in this episode <laughs> which is just so preposterous because this is a, like this this is the episode for me that cements that Darth Maul is one of the greatest characters in Star Wars right like like I see this episode and I go wow they did so much to make this character so much more rounded and interesting and they've been doing it all all throughout but this episode just like not only that but he is far more important in this saga than we were led to believe initially right yeah but because ahsoka manages to quote defeat him unarmed that that makes darth maul now darth maul is lame mm. hmm. that's that that was this guy's argument on twitter and it's so sad it's so pathetic um, I really only bring it up for the comedic effect of it because it is just like that thought process baffles me because we love Ahsoka, right? Do we not? Like, is Ahsoka not a great character? Right. And, and has she not shown over the course of this series that she's a formidable Jedi uh, and that, you know, like she's not to be trifled with? I think that, that we've clearly established that she is no slouch, right? Right. So and 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 the stakes have never been higher for her. So for her to pull out every single move that she's got and to go after Maul with such tenacity, um, 
it doesn't say anything about Maul being weak in any way, shape, or form, but it does say everything about Ahsoka being powerful, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that she has elevated above her status as a as a, a former Jedi into like she's something else. She's something I I personally think beyond Jedi. I think that's what we're supposed to. Uh, uh, that's the conclusion that we're supposed to come to by the end of Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Is that like she's got that staff and that white outfit, and it's just like Gandalf, who dies a wizard and comes back as something else, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. she died as a, 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 a former Jedi, whatever she was, um, and came back uh, from the world between worlds, enlightened, and and um, and she, but she's always been more than that, right? Because sure. she's. Like ever since they went to Mortis, she's the embodiment of the sister, right? Or the sorry, the daughter. I, uh, I uh, and and like in the in the novel in the Ahsoka novel, she takes on the name Ashla, which I think is a double reference. I think that like Ashla is what George originally called the Force in the first draft of Star Wars. The Ashla was the light side. Mm-hmm. Um, and which obviously then ties into the daughter, right? The the daughter is the Ashla, is the light side. So she takes that name. And then I think it also, it's a clever reference to Ashley Eckstein. Um, but yeah, like, like Ahsoka is more than a Jedi. She's not just, she's not, you know, uh, who are the ones that he, that he killed? He killed like Adi Galea or something like that with his yeah. horn. Yeah. Um, or maybe that was Savage's one, but but in any case, in that fight, right? Like, uh, and then Obi Wan, he fight, he kills both of them, doesn't he? He kills Adi Galea and the other one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like who are Jedi? They're, they're like Jedi masters, Jedi council members, right? Like e- exemplars, but not whatever Ahsoka has become. Which like she's transcended. She's on a different level where other characters in the saga like uh, uh, like Anakin and like um, uh, I think like Kanan does in his last moments very very briefly he attains that when his when his when we see his eyes come back right mm, when, yeah. I think that we realize that he's become more and then obviously Ray at the end of uh, rise of Skywalker um, like it's it, it's a it's it's another it's a, it's it's another tier, uh, they, and and I think like it's where Yoda is hanging out, right? Like, <laughs> I, I particularly after his his sojourn at the end of season six of the Lost Missions. So, just the idea that 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 Maul being defeated, I like I love it. I think that the like the way that she goes about it, uh, she takes advantage of his hubris, which is always the way to defeat a Sith. Um, is you wait for them to get so high and mighty that they're not really paying attention anymore. They're like, I've gotten away with it. And that's when you pull out the rug from underneath them. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what she does. And, and he, and then he starts to plummet and she catches him. Um, and then along with the clones, it's, she doesn't do it alone either. That's the other part of it is that he's overwhelmed because if it had just been her and him and the clones and Mandalorians had nothing to do with it, then, could she have maintained that? 
Could she have kept the hold on him? No, of course not. She takes advantage of the opportunity to knock him off balance and then hold him in place. And then it's the, it's, it's like, it's Bo-Katan, isn't it? Yeah. On, on the gunship along with Rex. Oh no, it's not Bo-Katan, but it's one of the, it's one of the Mandalorians. Right. Along with, with Rex and, and a bunch of clones and two gunships that, that capture him. That actually capture him. So it's he did like look, <laughs> implying that he somehow went down like some sort of punk, like a Boba Fett or a Django, uh, is is ridiculous to me. It took a heck of a lot to stop Darth Maul because remember this is also the third time the Jedi have come up against him yeah, during the Clone right. Wars. Yeah, they finally got him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, and here's another thing. Too. Actually, I'll read this and I'll, I'll have a comment about Maul and what you're talking about. And it's funny, too. Like, there was, as Ahsoka's fighting, she says, uh, you're lucky Anakin didn't show up. You wouldn't have lasted long. So it's throwing yeah. some jabs. Like, that's her boy. You know, Anakin, that's her, that's like her brother. And she, she's just taunting, like, dude, you would have wiped you out. But, yeah, um, uh, below, the clones have gained control of the city and Rex has arrested Saxon. Seeing Ahsoka is in trouble, Rex raises a ship. Uh, Maul offers Ahsoka one last chance to join him. Never, she says, drawing Maul's anger. He moves toward her, blade swinging, but she evades the attack and throws him downward, grabbing him through the force at the last second. So my thing, too, about this Maul, talk about Maul is um, I think a part of him was like a little maybe aggressive or overconfident. Yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? Like that's kind of how I read it. And you think he would have learned well, like the first time he faced Obi Wan, like you know, I shouldn't be overconfident. But yeah, for me, I think he kind of was just a little bit there with her. He thought maybe he had her handled and she took over. But um, maybe he thought he had the high ground. That's what I'm saying. The high ground, right? <laughs> for a minute there, he did. He did that flip over yeah. her and he had the high ground. Uh, but yeah, she she took him out. So uh, I could let's uh, let's finish up, Mike. I guess, huh? I uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I gotta scroll down. Uh, let me go. Let me die. He pleads. Maul growls, increasingly panicked. As uh, sorry, grows. <laughs> he did also growl. Right. Uh, uh, increasingly panicked as Rex and the clones pull in. Uh, you're all going to burn. We're all going to die. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, Rex hits Maul with a stun shot, and Republic forces pull him in. Ahsoka stands, gazing upward, pondering all that has been and what might be coming. Uh, incredible that final shot of the episode of her just standing on the beam and it just kind of pulls away yeah. uh, and the 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 light is just kind of cascading in through the that hole in the oh, yeah. Yeah. the um the the ceiling of of uh, what's the name of the what's the name of the city uh they said it at the beginning of the episode oh, they, uh, oh. did they no no um i read it somewhere i can't remember what it starts with an S, but um, yeah, man, what an episode. What a way to wrap up the Clone Wars. Like, look, uh, originally we thought the end of the series was going to be the Ahsoka on the run uh, and leaving the Jedi Order. That was our first time that we thought that the series was done. The second time that we thought that the series was done, we were going out on um, Yoda and the the wills and and sort of um him coming to the conclusion that uh it was too late for the jedi order right that that what's about to happen is about to happen um 
but but to get this to get these three more arcs uh, had been such a treat um, to get so much more time with Obi-Wan and Anakin, which was not expected in, in these final episodes has been something really special, but oh, yes. yeah, sure. this final arc, this is the way you do it. This is the way that you go out. Um, Cause yeah, what a, what a, what a finale this has been. And we're only halfway through. Well, we have two more episodes to go. It's crazy, right? Too, and and here's the thing. Like, okay, so is that the was that Caesar Mandalore? I mean, it, it seems to me that the the battle is over. I mean, so so where do we? You know, are we going to Order sixty six now? And what happens? That is that what your thought is, Mike? Is that was the Caesar Mandalore right there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now it's just on to. Uh, the next episode, which I haven't seen any any previews yet, but um, I'm assuming we're going to get in. We're obviously running parallel with Revenge of the Sith now. So, um, and one thing to note is uh, Rex. Um, I didn't notice any scars on his head yet, so he still has that dang chip in there. And yeah. I, I'm assuming we're going to get the final outcome of, of what happens with him. So, um, wow, yeah, like you said, great stuff. Two more to go, and it's time for the mailbag, huh? Yeah, let's jump into the mailbag. So I asked the question on social media, was the duel in The Phantom Apprentice the best in the entire series? Uh, And uh, over on Facebook, Zach Williams responded, it's a close one between either this or Maul versus Pre Vizsla. So Mm. both Darth Maul fights. Um, Yeah, man, I got to give this one to Ahsoka and Maul. It's just a little bit better. That fight with Pre Vizsla is pretty good. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, I... Here's here's the question. Where's the dark saber? Oh yeah. Well, oh, cuz wait, who has it at this point? Did Maul have Maul, it in Maul the fight it. with Palpatine? He did. He sure did. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I uh, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Um Stephen Yip also commented on Facebook, completely agree. That was one of, if not the best lightsaber battles in a long time. The music was fantastic. Actually, yeah, big shout out oh, to the music. Yeah. Uh, the the score of this episode was was fantastic. Yeah. Um, the lighting of the entire episode was movie quality, 100%. Um, it's amazing they added so much to the story to help fill out more of the subtext of Revenge of the Sith. The minor nitpick was knowing that Maul has to escape and Ahsoka isn't going to die in this fight made it lose some of its stakes. But still incredibly enjoyable. I can't wait for the final two episodes, but we'll be sad to have more, no more new episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah, it's got to end sometimes, though. Sometime though, the 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 key to, to good storytelling is is that it ends. Yeah. Why is Endgame such a great movie? Right, yeah. Avengers Endgame because yeah. it's the end of a bunch of characters' stories, and when when a character when a story has an ending it gives it meaning. Um, and so, you know, the Clone Wars coming to an end makes the Clone Wars precious. It makes it something special. So if it, if it just kept going on, eventually we'd get tired of it. Um, yeah. Uh, and they do another, they do another uh, uh, sunny day in the void, which we don't <laughs> yeah. uh, want. No so. uh, you know, he mentioned, you mentioned the music too. And I, yeah, you're right. There was, especially on the beam when they're fighting, there's um, a choir that was kind of doing their like its own version of Duel of the Fates, which was oh man, very 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 cool. So I loved I loved hearing that. So 
Um, good, good pick on that, uh, Stephen. As far as the uh, the music, nice. Um, got Twitter too, Mike? Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, why don't you read the Twitter one? Uh, this is from Daniel Webb. He says, not only the entire series, but possibly in the entire franchise, in my opinion. The footwork is truly amazing, and it's a fight between two unorthodox fighting styles, double-bladed saber and dual wielding. Yeah, t- totally. And and some of the moves that, that uh, Ray Park was doing, um, you, it, kind of, it did kind of remind you a little bit of the style that um, Nick Gillard was using in the prequels, but... Obviously, he learned a lot from from him and kind of brought his own flair to it. And I love some of the Superman style punch uh, jabs that Maul was doing. And then again, like I was saying, uh, Laura Kim, Lauren Kim, uh, bringing her her style because uh, she's a martial artist as well. And I'm, God, it must have been fun watching those two kind of go at it for a while. I would love to have been on on that set to watch those two uh, go at it. But you know, Mike, there's actually one more. Um, that was posted on the Rebel Cells Facebook page. I don't know if you saw it from Bob Waliki. Oh, uh, I didn't see that one. He just said, hey, guys, this is Bob. I have a comment about the Phantom Apprentice episode. I hope it's uh, not too late. He says, um, one big plot hole stood out to me that perhaps you guys can explain. When Maul revealed to Ahsoka that he was aware of Sidious's grand plan for Ordi 66, I wonder how he came by the most closely kept secret in the galaxy. Surely Sidious would never have trusted Maul with his information, especially since he and Oppress tried to overthrow him. Uh, is this the dream that Maul had, backhanded, uh, referred to that in the episode? Some people mentioned that it was when he looked into Trooper Jesse's mind, but I don't think the timeline adds up since Maul's speech to Ahsoka happened before Jesse's kidnapping. What are your thoughts? So, again, this is what I was talking about earlier is kind of, up to interpretation. Um, I do mention in season five, Mike, episode 22, uh, when Maul is brought back by Savage to the mother Talzin and he gets his, um, he gets rid of the spider legs, but he gets the other legs. Mm-hmm. He uh, has a, a conversation with Savage and Savage says, Hey, there is conflict. You know, the Clone Wars is happening. And Maul goes, so it began without me. So, so he's known about some of this plan yeah. um, from the get go. How much? That's a tough question. I don't know. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think that I think that Maul did absolutely know about uh-huh. the plan. Um, yeah. I the the timeline I I'm not hundred percent clear on. I've actually just brought up the um, the the Wikipedia page for Sifo-Dyas. Um Let's see, he dies in thirty two BBY. Uh, let's open up another one for the Phantom Menace and find out when exactly that takes place. Um, uh, give me the Wikipedia. I don't want any of this other stuff. Yeah, I want the Wikipedia one because it's going to give me the right timeline because mm-hmm. I don't think that Wikipedia actually cares. Uh, and I also think that he – why wouldn't have Sidious kind of told him a, a general idea of what his plan – because after yeah. that point, he was, his, he was his apprentice. There was no other apprentice at maybe that beginning. He didn't – it wasn't until he met Anakin that things started shifting. So I think he could have known about, about the plan. Here you go. Here you go. Around the time of the invasion of Naboo, Supreme Chancellor Finnis Valorum requested sifo conduct clandestine negotiations with the Pike Syndicate, and he headed for Obadiah. 
with Valorum's personal aide, Silman. However, the Sith Lord Darth Tyrannus hired the Pikes to target Sifo-Dyas's T-6 shuttle, and they shot down his ship over the Obadiah moon. Um, so, uh, uh, let's see, consequently... Oh, man, my monitor just went off for a second. Uh, uh, consequently, Tyrannus and his Sith Master uh, funded sifo army of clone troopers. So, sifo he has a vision, right? He was gifted with the power of foresight, and he earned a seat on the Jedi High Council prior to, prior to the invasion of Nebu. So, sifo before Phantom Menace, commissions the clone army. Um, and then Palpatine and Tyrannus use that. But, like, is he... Because this is all this is all happening around the time of the invasion of Naboo, and we know that that Pal- Palpatine had his claws in Dooku while Maul was still his apprentice, right? Like while Maul was still around, um, and then it wasn't until after Maul was killed that that he brings Dooku up to the 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 level of being his apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, he's just a a, a Jedi, a dark Jedi, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, uh, Palpatine would have known that all of this was happening, and and this is like like what Maul says to to Palpatine in in Revenge, and sorry, in the Phantom Menace is that last we will have our revenge, right? Yeah, um, yeah. he knows that Palpatine's got his plan and that yeah. it's beginning. That's what because like. What? Why would Maul say that if what he just meant was we're gonna kill two of them when they come to Naboo, mm-hmm. right? That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about like this is what you've been preparing for. Everything's in place now, isn't it? And mm-hmm. and that's what and Palpatine kind of confirms to him, and then and then everything happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the last we reveal ourselves to the Jedi, at last we will have revenge. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm of the feeling that he, he knew most of it. Although, like in this episode, he kind of, like maybe, tight details. Maybe he didn't know everything, but he knew. Uh, must have known the overall plan. Well, and I, I think, I think that that Maul in the in the interim has put together a lot of the details. Right? He's yeah. He's right. figured a lot of Palpatine's plan out because if he knows the broader strokes. And he also knows how Palpatine operates. Then he can look at this and go, "This is, this is most of it." And then I think the final piece and him understanding that this is about to end is his vision of Anakin, or yeah. his vision of Skywalker. We don't know that it's necessarily Anakin, but him get, having the vision of Skywalker and then putting that name together with Anakin Skywalker and and seeing. He sees what nobody else can see because because he knows he knows how he can be turned, right? right. Um, and how and how dangerous Palpatine is, and that's the other piece of it that nobody else has that 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 Maul has, which is that Palpatine and Sidious are the same person, right? And he yeah. doesn't he doesn't even let that slip in this episode. 
he's very careful to only ever refer to him as Palpatine, as Sidious. Sidious, yeah. Right? right. Yeah. He doesn't give that that information away for free. Um, and I think that that's very telling of where Maul is at and what he thinks of everybody else, right? Mm. Um, and that, you know, like he's going to play that very close to the best. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good stuff, man. Thanks, everybody, for uh, sending in some thoughts, yeah. man. Always love that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, what an episode. It. Yeah, uh, outstanding. Uh, incredible. Um, next week, uh, or more, more accurately this week, uh, coming in a couple of days, Shattered. After successfully capturing Maul on Mandalore, Ahsoka plans to deliver him to the Jedi Council on Coruscant. When Order 66 is declared in the midst of her journey, her world is turned upside down. Friends become foes and enemy, enemies become allies in Shattered this Friday, May 1st, followed by the heart-pounding series finale Victory and Death on Monday, May the 4th on wow. Disney+. Plus. Uh, so yeah, the next time we talk to you guys, we'll be done. It. we'll be done it was, it'll Ooh. be the last episode so um with the way that things are being released i i don't know that we'll be on time next week i think we'll probably end up recording on wednesday because i i find it doubtful that we'll have the episode guide on tuesday that last? Yeah. i think though i think we'll probably have the last episode guide on wednesday i could be wrong maybe we'll get both on tuesday at the same time but yeah. That would be a lot of work. That would be a lot of work for them. So I, I wouldn't begrudge them uh, uh, splitting that up over two days. Mm-hmm. Um, if if that is the case, if we have both of them on Tuesday morning next week, then then we'll maintain our regular schedule. But uh, but you will get a double sized episode. It is a season slash series finale, so um, that's uh, that's pretty par for the course, I think. But yeah, uh, sure. yeah I mean, it's going to be a doozy. I think it's going to be a doozy. I don't know. Depending on how earth shattering this is all going to be, we might have to do it in two episodes, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, cool. Well, that that's it for this week. Thank you guys uh, for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. You can also follow us on Facebook uh, at uh, facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter on in- Instagram at rebelcells. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. Uh, of course, you guys know we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to Thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you heard, you can help us in three ways. First, by leaving a rating and review on podcast services of your choice. Uh, it helps other people find the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some awesome merchandise. You can get all sorts of stuff over there, uh, including T-shirts, but not limited to T-shirts. Uh, and uh, last but not least, by going to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support and getting some cool bonuses in the process. Uh, thank you to everybody who does support us over on patreon.com slash thundercrack. Uh, we could not do it without you. You guys are the best. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening. Thank you to everybody who's been with us since the beginning. Um, it's, it's great. You guys are the best. Uh, we couldn't ask for a better, uh, uh, group of listeners. Um, you guys are awesome. So, uh, let's all just, uh, buckle up for this series finale and we will see you on the other side of that next week. 